Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Okay, so this podcast is not scientific at all. This podcast is me purely sharing my opinion on something or my thoughts really, not even my opinion on it, based around heart rate. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know I don't use heart rate a lot in my training. I don't use heart rate a lot for my athletes. Yeah, I think it's great if you're looking at longer 10, 15, 20-minute intervals and you see a lot, you know, that increase. Maybe it's increasing too much or you can see how it relates to the power in the interval. I do think it's somewhat useful on longer rides, but in the past, I'd say maybe three... Now, maybe five years, aerobic decoupling has become talked about more. And I think it's another way to use the metrics that we have to understand our bodies and our performance. But the number one thing that I seem to see come in statement form after someone talks about this is my heart rate was rising, so I backed off. My heart rate was high so I knew I wasn't aerobically fit enough my heart rate started to elevate so I figured something was wrong now these are often very general comments that aren't tied to where someone is in their training and I thought this was really interesting as I came back from my rest week when everyone should does mostly know that when you're fresh your heart rate's higher when you have been training, your heart rate does not get as high. And I think that it's missing in in some commentary and in some suggestions that athletes pass around when they say, oh, if your heart rate's rising, then you need to back down. You're training too hard. You're no longer training endurance. You're training tempo. Well, are we talking tempo heart rate? Are we talking, it's not power. It's not that you're, just because your heart rate goes up, you're getting adaptations in your muscles that are based around tempo as opposed to endurance. And so I came back from, I was at the end of a rust week and I had two days off. I was in Memphis tying up the loose ends, closed that chapter of my life, got back here to Florida and probably two and a half hours doing endurance watts, my heart rate was like 145. We're talking 15, 20 beats higher than normal. I'm not not aerobically fit. It's not decoupling because I'm not fit enough. It's because it's warmer down here is one thing. 
so that I'm super, I was super fresh, not riding two days in a row and having shorter rides for the rest week. That's what created the issue. And guess what's going to fix that issue? Just riding through it that day. Had I backed off, I would have been pedaling, you know, 200 watts, which is low for me. And I don't see that that's doing any harm. There's there's an over focus and and that's a huge drift, right? That's a huge difference, 20 beats per minute. But I see people like, oh, it was off like five beats per minute. That could be a cup of coffee. That it's it really depends on where you are in your training. I've had athletes say, oh, I couldn't get my heart rate up today. I couldn't go hard. I personally don't want my heart jumping out of my chest. I much prefer to do hard efforts when I've been riding, when I'm in week three and I go to do a VO2 max effort and my heart rate's coming nowhere near 180. My max is like 182. So I would much rather ride around around 160. The breathing's easier. You feel more in control. I think people psych themselves out from heart rate. And the number one example that I've given many times is my teammate who once said, man, I was in the break and I looked down and I was at max heart rate and I had to like back it off and actually backed out of the break. Now, I don't think he, when he told that story, I think it was more, hey, I'm redlining and he looked down and saw his heart rate and that made him panic a bit and think I'm about to blow up, I'm about to blow up, I'm about to blow up and that's when he pulled the ripcord. Why you would ever be looking at that in a race is beyond my mind. It was beyond me. Don't, don't use that. If I'm going out and racing faster people, I'm not looking at the Watts. I don't want to see those numbers. And then, I mean, if I looked at the Watts during like gravel worlds, when I came in fifth, I would have backed off a lot. I would have been so freaked out. The amount of accumulated time at maximal aerobic power was over an hour, which just seems not even possible. It's because it's so surgy. It's not like you were doing 12 five-minute VO2 max efforts, but just the sheer quantity of hard riding would make me shudder. So not only is this podcast about heart rate, but we're just there's a really experienced cyclist that today said to me, it's interesting. It seems like there's all these metrics, and while beneficial – it sounds like it's really easy for a lot of people to get way too tied to a particular number. And then when we overfocus on a number, as athletes, we're good at hyperfocusing on things. We overfocus on, on something and it, we begin to tell ourselves a narrative about it and it leads us down <laughs> the wrong course. I mean, whether it's CTL, whether it's only your FTP, whether it's your FRC, we're focusing solely on certain metrics and not looking at the big picture. Another plug for not even myself for why having a coach is so beneficial. And I keep saying this. I'm going to keep saying it again because I don't want people to think I'm plugging coaching here. Remember, this podcast started from the blog, which was simply sharing topics of training. Yes, we run a coaching company, but I want you to take this for free and do your own thing if that's what you want to do. Team up with a buddy, team up with a team. I actually would say don't even use a teammate. Use someone not on your team. Team up, work with each other, keep each other in check. Having someone else's eyes see the big picture on your training is so incredibly valuable. I think by making this preface to this comment, those that don't do it, you are so missing out. 
and now I can say this and feel better like I'm not shilling our services. Seriously, work with your friend. Don't maybe charge each other 50 bucks. Literally having a transaction in there would keep you both more honest. There, there's proof behind that when you have some skin in the game. If you actually, sure, you're not dumb. You're going to realize you're not actually paying them anything. But when you actually make a transaction, you think of some money being transferred to somebody, you're going to be a little bit more involved in it. That's just my thought, whatever. Take this and run with it. Get faster with it. And if you do use heart rate and it works for you, great. Just, again, don't overly focus on it and let it dictate everything. The best way, in my opinion, unless you are truly not aerobically fit and your heart rate's always skyrocketing, ride, just keep riding. Sometimes endurance feels a little tough. Doesn't mean you have to pull the plug on it. The end.